For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, possums? We at Offensive Points Podcast appreciate the hell out of your support, and we are invested in your continued success and fantasy football dominance. Guys, we are here on the second half of the season. It seems like it just started yesterday, but this is the time of year to take a step step back, take a deep breath, and continue the level of kick-ass that this world has never seen. As the great Duke Nukem once said, I am here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. So that's going to be us this, the rest of the season, man. It's grinding time. It's also Halloween week, so before you go out trick-or-treating, drinking heavily, or doing extreme costuming, make sure you set those lineups. The ghouls and goblins are being kinder this week and returning some absolute terrors to the field this week. As usual, I'm here with my homies Josh and Billy to talk some fantasy football goodness for you guys. We have some news, we have the watch, we have some daily plays, and we have some right-wrong really back this week, so stay with us to hear the most depressing game recaps of our favorite teams. It's going to be really bad this week. <laughs> so follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter, at IDP Army on TikTok. Please get on our Discord, give us some feedback, talk some shit, or simply enjoy the content. We're happy to have you guys. So Josh, Billy, what is up this week? All right. First of all, before Josh even says a word, what's the all-time Halloween candy? Like, what, were, what were you excited to get in your bag? Bitto, you honey. Home? Nerds. Bitto, honey. No, I'm just kidding. Those are the worst. I was like, that is the nightmare. I think it's always has been Reese's. I mean, you're, you're those always go fast. You know what I mean? That's what mine was usually is the Reese's. I mean, or, or at least a full-size candy I bar. I was going to say know. full-size candy bar. There was always one Doesn't house. even matter what it was at that Shout point. out to whatever that house was in my old neighborhood. We really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. I like Didn't nerds, it, man. It could have been anything. You like the nerds on huh? the simple yeah. little box? Yeah. You rip the cardboard top, top off. I you do take love a shot of good, it. The you shot take of more nerds. shots than Alec Baldwin does. It's It's amazing. <laughs> Good. I was wondering if you were going to do it. I was about to say, I'm glad, we're, I'm glad we're starting there. I'm sorry I if that to... offended anyone, but that <laughs> well, was all, funny as shit. All, it's offensive points. Yeah, get used to I, it. I do have to say, it's week eight, and I have made an ass ton of fireball bets, and I have yet to take one. So all you lawyer listeners out there, I'm still staying strong. I did buy one because for some reason I thought I lost one, but uh, I have one in the freezer. That's well, it. you're not losing your like weekly bets that you make you you know you're you're gonna save them all and take them all at the end we did make a new fireball bet at buffalo and billy i don't know if you want to join in this but this was a pretty good group lang hunter me joe gerald and danny all chose our destination for aaron Rodgers next year wow okay yeah i might might get in on that who's your destination oh i'm saying denver 
Yeah, we're, we're all Denver. The so three <laughs> all three of us are Denver. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We did. We are, me and Joe are already both Denver. So gotcha. Okay. Gerald, of course, longtime uh, Packers fan, just chose the Packers. Oh wow, Gerald! All right, that's what I said. I can't wait to watch him. This is like that. Cleveland when the like LeBron left. Oh no, those jerseys were fucking dope. I'm thinking about switching. That was a cool jersey. <laughs> I'm thinking about wait. throwing almost 31 years of fandom down the drain just for a fucking jersey. Yikes. I, I got a great jersey to wear to Halloween football years. on Sunday and uh, our last day at the Buffalo Wild Wings. R.I.P. I was about to say, are you, I got, like I was mentioning in our group chat, are you all going to announce on the pod where your new We can't tell people that. Be? I haven't even told well, them where have the to old location is. Say the name of the building, not like We, the we have too many fans, and I fear for our safety if we were to. I mean, yeah, you can so name the like building. That. It's not like they're going to know if it's a chain, especially. Nope. No, it's I'm brick gonna... colored, and it's probably going to have a yellow. An undisclosed on location. Yeah. Where y'all are going to walk. An yeah. undisclosed Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, let's get to some news. Enough friendly banter. Um, Fuck you. Well, let's... <laughs> that was super friendly. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, let's get to... Kind of the thing that just happened. It's not necessarily the biggest story, but it's kind of making waves right now. Uh, Mark Ingram traded back to New Orleans. The old reunited, and it feels so good. Um, what are we feeling about Mark Ingram? I mean, Mark Ingram being in, in New Orleans doesn't really mean much because Alvin Kamara is king. But for Houston, what are we thinking there? Philip Lindsay. I my, my thing, I'm not even <laughs> getting to Houston because I love Philip Lindsay. I want him to be good. But my, my problem with the Saints is why the fuck didn't you just sign him? Like you basically just signed him again. Like, what was the point of that? Like, oh, no, we don't need him. And then obviously Tony Jones is injured and that sucks. But like, why didn't you just sign him? Like he was a perfect compliment to Kamara and filled in valiantly. But yeah, I, I'm hoping for Philip Lindsay. But I don't know, dude. That, well, this that whole week so bad. has been filled with trades from players that could have just signed simply there, but instead they're getting traded back. So I don't, you know, New Orleans doesn't really move the needle. Houston, go pick up David Johnson or Philip Lindsay and just hope for the best. Tyrod comes back this week, which was my next topic is Tyrod's back at practice. Uh, so Brandon cooks owners out there. Help is coming. That's the only good news. It literally is. That's the only good news. Um, I will say that when Brandon Cooks found out that Mark Ingram is traded, he put on Twitter, this is some bullshit. It's got to be a joke. Might, might mean the end of Brandon Cooks in Houston as well. We'll have to see. We will... It was already the end of Brandon Cooks. It's the end of everyone on that team. Yeah, It is, but I'm it's just saying next before year. next week, I think Brandon Cooks you know, may find himself somewhere else. Where should he go? Fireball bet? Yeah, I will totally take that fireball bet. I, I, I say he stays put. I Green say Bay. he's going. I think he's going for sure. Green Bay Packers. Okay. Are you in, are you in or out, Joe? I'm in. Green Bay Packers, guaranteed. Okay. Well, it's just if he's leaving or not. But he's he's leaving. <laughs> I mean, we can make a side bet, I guess, on where he goes. <clears throat> They're gonna trade an old washing machine for him. Okay. Well, fair enough. It'd be better if they could trade for him this week with all their uh, COVID concerns. This make week. a lot of sense. Yeah. Well. Unfortunately, they cannot, which actually good segue because that is the next thing on the list. Alan Lazard is officially out. Uh, he did not get vaccinated, so he is he cannot possibly. And then Devonte Adams, I don't know if he had a clean test today, but he would have to have a clean test today and a clean test tomorrow before the game to be back in it. It's not looking good. So what are we thinking about Green Bay this week, which was supposed to be the best game of the week, but now 
Aaron Rodgers and you know a bunch of fans are going to play play in the game. It's an Aaron Jones game. I think that AJ Dillon is a very sneaky daily fantasy play this week. Uh, you'd have to assume that Cobb is going to factor in just with the familiarity with Rodgers, but Arizona is number one against the tight end. They have been all year, which is weird because for the past decade they've been the worst, but I don't think Tanyan's going to do it. I know who knows with all the scaling if he's even playing. St. Brown's not it. He is so. saying. Yeah. So is... I, I think it's it just actually, he, yeah, he's he's not been activated from the IR. So you're right. Yeah. Uh, MVS might not be playing either. I think this is I mean, like Joe said, I think Aaron Jones is just going to get absolute ridiculous amount of carries and AJ Dillon could even too. But I think this honestly really opens the door for Randall Cobb. I think Randall Cobb gets like 13 catches in this game randomly because well, they're all just targets. No, 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 I'm saying I I wouldn't even be surprised. You think he's actually going to catch the ball 13 times? I do. I I mean, oh, wow. who else okay. is he going to throw to? I like like Joe said, they are against they are the number one against the tight end. So I did pick up Tanyan for a bye week fill in just because of the weirdness of it, and I'm sure he'll probably get some targets. But like, you know, he's not going to throw to Valdez Scantling the whole game, even if he plays or Equimius St. Brown. Know. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> if we can be completely honest with you, I don't, I have no idea. A lot of I mean, dumb balls. Aaron Jones, Jones plays the slot. AJ Dillon just lined up behind backfield, and they just. Go between those two the whole game. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You, you can't beat Kyler Murray by not scoring. So hopefully they can figure things out. J.J. Watt will officially be out of that game as well. Hopkins has been limited in practice, but they feel pretty comfortable that he's going to be able to play with a hamstring. So that would be an ult- the ultimate disaster if DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams were both out of that game. Thursday night snoozer, man. No, it's going to be a great game, honestly, because both the defenses, I mean, Arizona's defense has spurts here and there, but, you know, both defenses are pretty bad and split up a lot of points. So it'll still be a high scoring game somehow. Yeah. Just we don't know who should be. Okay. On to the next point. Joe Flacco is traded from the Philly Eagles to the Jets. The Jets could have just signed Joe Flacco, but they chose to go this route. Mickey Blanco. Yep. (laughs) Our boy Mickey Blanco is going to start this week um as it was announced so we have one week of the legend of mickey blanco so i'm pretty excited for that i'm excited about flacco getting a chance to start somewhere although it's the jets so sadly for him it's not going to end well but um give him a chance to prove that he can be a, a backup for a couple more years somewhere else i mean this is what backups do they come in whenever there's an injury so the one thing that i love about this story is after the trade happened randomly a beat reporter published a story that said if the Eagles continue to be bad, eventually they're going to have to give Gardner Minshew a shot to see how he plays or whatever. And then immediately fantasy sites were picking up Jalen hurts might lose his job soon. And it was like, I was like, Oh my God. It's like, so camp news, get the fuck out of here. What that meant was is if the Eagles are one and seven, well, whatever, two and seven at the end of the season and don't have a chance to make the playoffs, they're going to put Minshew in for a couple games, kind of like what they did with hurts last year. And then randomly, uh, who was it? Sudfeld for the last game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. No, the Eagles are, first of all, they, I don't think quarterback's not the problem on that team. People want to dog hurts all they want, and that's fine. He is not the main issue on the team. He is an issue, but not the main issue on that team. So agreed. It's just, it's he's the easy out because he has the ball most of the time and he makes true. some bad decisions here and there, but he's, a, he's basically a rookie quarterback. Hit four games and a little bit of learning under Wentz, but also 2020. So, and it was Wentz and he was pissed off that he was there. So, right. Okay. 
Moving on, uh, just wanted to briefly touch on Deshaun Watson. Uh, Washington, or no, the Panthers say they're completely out of the game. Uh, Miami has a deal on the table, but it's pending whether the legal aspect of it can get cleaned up. And that's not by the trade deadline as well. Yeah, exactly. A week from now. By literally next Tuesday, everything would have to be cleared up by then. Okay, you might you might as well just say there's no deal done because I mean that's you know you're asking, yeah you're asking for a miracle. I think it shows that the Dolphins are serious about this trade though. Like it's not just a oh yeah he might be a little cheaper now. Let's see what we can get for him. It's they want Deshaun Watson there. I mean and obviously they don't want to sign him. And they talked about having like a trade clause with it if the legal stuff didn't get caught up. So honestly, we might still see the trade. There might just be a lot of factors going into it. Like he didn't pass this physical kind of deal where he didn't pass the legal tests or whatever. You know. It's possible. I just don't so, know why you'd even announce something like this. I mean, they, not like the Dolphins said this, but everybody else is saying that they're the deal's done. So do you think two is going to be involved in this trade? I would assume so. So I mean, if you're Miami, be. like, are we worried about Waddle and Gusecki and everybody? Like, are they going to sit Tua? One of these weeks, or you know, I don't. I don't think surprise you if on Sunday they just said Tua is not playing. No, I don't think they're going to not start Tua. I mean, there's no point to if the trade happens injured. Then if he's inactive on Sunday, that trade's happening for sure. So we'll know Sunday morning. That will be a hand tip. Also, didn't Waddle still look good with uh, whatever his face is in there? Reset. Reset. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so did Gaiseki. I mean, for yeah. the most part, it was business as usual. So the yeah. problem with Waddle right now is they haven't even really used Waddle how he's supposed to be used, which is a downfield threat. So, I mean, it's good that he's proven himself as kind of like a weird slot receiver, but that's not Jalen Waddle's game. So if they actually get to use him the way that he's supposed to be used, it's going to be very dangerous. Well, Devontae Parker is supposed to be alive, but he's not. He's not. Okay. Was he on? Ever? Yeah, exactly. This year, especially. And I was talking before the season how I was down on him, and then look what happened. Okay, we're going to talk about the Rams. I'm going to let Josh take this one away because he really wants to get in about how the Rams all right. screwed St. Louis. All right, all right. I'm just excited about this as a whole. And I did find out Crocky doesn't actually own the Chargers, but there's still a lot of bad blood there. Um, so obviously in previous podcasts, I've talked about the chargers coming to the St. Louis because of the whole legal battle. If you don't know, it's actually on ESPN now, like it's actually made major news. All the NFL owners met today, I believe, or yesterday. Yes. And all of them are pretty much pissed at Kroenke for this. And basically said they wouldn't have done this. They wouldn't have moved the team from St. Louis if they would have known that he was going to go back on his deal and basically say like, they're going to have to pay a bunch of money because Kroenke has been eating a lot of dollars right now. People don't want to release their records. People don't want to spend money on this anymore. Like they're done with it. They're over it. They're like, okay, you're in LA. Like, why, why aren't you taking care of this? Well, St. Louis is about to get a huge paycheck and, or what they were saying is an expansion team, but I still don't really understand how the logistics of an expansion team will work. So basically the best part about this is, is owners are starting to get pissed off at Kroenke like St. Louisans. And I'm just loving it. I read that story, every word of it, and it was very boring and really didn't accomplish much, but I still was excited about it. There was a few good nuggets in there that, I mean, just finding out that the owners would have said no if they weren't basically duped into believing it. Um, him and all, him. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, I was going to say, and also Kroenke played this really smart because the massive amount of money that he's going to have to pay at the very end, 
he's trying to get out from under because he made it seem like he's paid billions of dollars into this, which it was reported that he's only paid less than a billion so far, as far as like all the like fees, but the, the, the price point at the end of this tunnel is going to be in the billions. And he's going to try to disperse that payment out among all of the owners, which is why they are pissed as hell. And I would be too, honestly. Yeah. Some of these teams don't, aren't the giant roster. So these owners do not have that kind of money. Like they're like, they're still rich, obviously, but they don't have billions of dollars. Well, they don't want to pay for this. This, this it's is not, not their, their fault. fault. Not their problem. Yeah. Because literally the, the St. Louis is suing the committee that agreed to it. And everybody who's in that committee is like just shelling out money because they were a part of the decision. So they are held liable in court. And it's just, I mean, Everybody's kind of finding it. I, I'm a, I'm fi- finding out in the future it's going to be tough to get people on these committees because now all of these people are going to be in. I mean, in court basically in January, right before the Super Bowl. I mean, the Cronky, the owner of the Rams, who are hosting the Super Bowl, is going to be in court in St. Louis in January. So as he should be, we're excited yes. about that. So and honestly, basically, what we learned from this as well is again is that Kroenke and maybe the rest of the NFL learned this is Kroenke and Jerry Jones basically bullied everyone into this decision, basically yes. saying that this is the best for the NFL and LA is a good town to have everything in. When in reality, LA's fans aren't there. Like, there's a lot of people in LA and they're still not showing up to the games. It's it's it was a money move. That's all it was. I yeah. mean, having a team in LA is just better for the league, but. Maybe not take St. Louis. Maybe maybe not the route you take when you take a team. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. We can move nope. on. I just I'm excited. No, nope. love it, man. Fuck that's, the, that's the end of news. We're gonna get to the one minute recaps. My team won, so I'll probably go last. I'm gonna let, let you all get your. Uh, I, I want to. I haven't gone first in a while. I kind of wait. For yeah. Go ahead. Go. So we'll go ahead and start this off. So listen, I know the Eagles haven't looked good. And there's a possibility that they finish in the bottom 10, which I apparently didn't take a fire shot, a fireball shot on bet or whatever on that. But it feels like I should if they finish in the bottom 10. So, but since the Eagles Cowboys game, the Eagles have outscored their opponent 18 to 13, 15 to 14, 13 to 11, and 24 to 21. That's 70 and 49, but that's in the first and fourth quarter. So, yeah, some of that's trash time, yada, yada, yada. But those are good games that are lost by the middle, which I didn't even do the math because I don't need, I don't want to see that kind of negativity on my screen. So if they just fit, figure out how to play that, you know, they might actually be a good NFL team or an NFL team at, at all. I mean, right now they're basically a D2 football team. So uh, still waiting on Sirianni to hand over that play calling, but I think we're going to have to probably wait till he gets fired. And that'll be this week if, the, if they lose against the Lions. And I'm looking forward to not the loss, but Sirianni getting fired. You think Sirianni is going to get fired this week possibly? Wow. If they lose to the 0-7 Lions? Yes. Hey, Dan Man Campbell has been working his ass off to get this first. Dan win, Campbell's so. a great team, and I'm going to get into that in my previews. But I, he's a great guy. They, he's running a great team. I feel like you should losing. be honored to be Dan Campbell's first win. That's all I'm saying. I won't be because yeah, we'll be two and be. two and six <laughs> or whatever, and it's already pretty bad out there. So. Joe definitely doesn't want it to be his Bears, <laughs> so it probably will be though. <laughs> Let's be real. Speaking what, of what if, Bears, what if the Lions beat Uh-oh. the Eagles then the Bears back to back weeks? Fuck you. I got my Chicago Bears trash can, and that's where this team belongs yet again. They said that Matt Nagy got COVID so he could be positive about something from the last week. So, you know, it, it's just bad for the Bears all around. I am uh, I'm very sad to be a fan of this team. Hopefully better days are in the future. 
wow. you didn't use you didn't use your minute that, i mean that's that really just that not that much to say man i really just wanted to crack the net i mean joke and to be fair the, there's some slight uh benefits to this which is a little worrisome for montgomery but herbert looks fucking good yeah it does we're good at drafting running backs dude I think I just like I a think, running back farm. I think Allen yeah. Robinson might get traded this week. That'd be I awesome. So. I, I really, so. I really do so think bad, that. Man. That'd be great for him. I'm just happy for him. Chiefs need to just give you all some draft picks. Be like, here, here's like a third and a sixth or something. Let me take your running back, your wide receiver. Right. Yeah. It just okay. sucks because our team sucks, and we're not going to have a first round pick next year. So yeah, so that's what you should all be after. But oh, fields yeah. right. Yep. All right. Well, on to my Browns. We eked out a good, a good solid win against the Denver Broncos last Thursday. Uh, Baker Mayfield didn't play. Chubb didn't play. Kareem Hunt didn't play. Uh, OBJ played for like no, a didn't. little. No, he didn't play. Jarvis did okay. No, he was there. He just didn't play. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So nobody really of note played. And I just, I'm not even gonna spend the minute. Fuck you, Browns. I told people to play Donovan Peoples Jones, and literally a second after the roster's locked for the week, they're like, "Well, Donovan Peoples Jones isn't playing this week." Son of a bitch! That fucked over everyone, especially people that played daily. Um, but the Ernest Johnson looked good. Case Keenum did Case Keenum things, and then Baker should be back this week. So let's go Brownies. I am loving the AAF and XFL players that are getting shots in the NFL. And Dearness Johnson, his his story is phenomenal. Sent DMs Crazy. to all the AAF yeah. teams and be like, "Hey man, give me a shot. I'm all right. Here's my here's my highlight tape. Like, check out my mixtape. It's great." And he looked <laughs> great. Like, honestly, I I'm excited about him in the future. I think this is basically the replacement to Kareem Hunt, not in the same role, obviously, but Kareem Hunt's eventually not going to be on that team because they can't afford Hunt and Chubb. Right. But, Dearness Johnson could be that second guy up. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited about that for the Browns. Chubb, Johnson, and Felton. <clears throat> I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Well, better days Did ahead. Did they I'm trade sure. Hunt? I know. Because they're gonna try they're gonna try to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. It's not not looking good. They need yeah. everybody healthy to make that happen, but yeah. I, I think they're going right, to try to ride right. it Just out. Food for thought. Food for I, thought. I mean, if they if they were worse than they were right now, if it was like a two and five or something, I'd say yeah. But since they're like right in the mix, um, speaking of speaking of right, yeah, let's do a little right wrong. Really, we haven't done this in a couple weeks, so we're going to bring it back. Um, who wants to go first with their rights? Mine are kind of boring, so somebody else start. I can I can start. I love talking about the Eagles. Um, so my right, this has been a few years, a few weeks coming here, but before the season, the majority of last year, everyone was saying, Ertz is done. He's washed, blah, 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 blah. So my right is obviously Zach Ertz, if you haven't caught on here. But even though before last year's Eagles blow up, he had been a top three tight end in the league for five straight years. So without an offensive line, without team, just terrible team all around. People just were like, oh yeah, it's because of Ertz. He's the bad problem. Now he's on the best offense in the football. And within his first, like, half of a week with the Cardinals. He already got five targets. I was not expecting that at all. That 40-yard touchdown, he actually got a record for against uh, catching two football or two touchdowns on two different teams in the same season. That was the first time anyone's ever done it, which is kind of wild, or back-to-back weeks. It's kind of wild, but I mean, usually they don't roll them out immediately right after. So, But people have asked me how I feel about this trade, and I'm personally ecstatic for him and Goddard. I mean, there was never a chance of us 
just having Ertz or just having Goddard or both having both of them together. So we get to sign Goddard for cheaper. Ertz gets to go probably get himself another ring. And honestly, I, I there's a lot of people on this team that deserves a ring, and I'm loving. I'm rooting for Arizona. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And Ertz is a champ. If you didn't pick him up, sucks to suck. Yeah, Ertz look good, man. <clears throat> Kyler was loving those tight ends this year. Really is. He really is. Poor Max crazy. Williams. Yeah. yeah fuck, fuck. Uh, Ertz is an upgrade over Max Williams. Yeah. All right, Joe. How about it? <clears throat> I'm gonna take this time to gloat. Oh. And say that. Uh. Oh man. Stretching it out here. Just relax. Stretch I was, out. I was right about Sam Darnold, man. He's starting to look more and more like a trash can every <laughs> second of the day. Honestly, if you didn't have glasses on, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So he got benched for PJ Walker last week. PJ Walker didn't exactly look good, but the honeymoon's over. It's back to reality for Sam Darnold, man. He's got his house payment. He's got electric to pay. He's got a car payment coming up, and he just doesn't look nearly as good as it did the start. So welcome to Trashland. Welcome to Trashland. God, I love it. All right. Well, I got a pair of rights, um, and this is from back in the preseason. So when we had Jordan on the pod, when it was me, Josh, and Jordan, um, and it was that defensive pod, I raised a couple of questions about a couple of guys, uh, one of them being Jalen Smith of the Cowboys. We've seen how that's played out. It He was not the good fit for the Cowboys, and now he's on the Packers. But my second one I raised a question on was Zach Cunningham of the Texans. And he is all but irrelevant now for the Texans. And he was going into the season like he led the league at tackles last season. Everybody had like was drafted him pretty high in IDP because we expected a lot from him. And I re- I was reading articles before the season that were saying like, hey, the Texans aren't really sold on Zach Cunningham. They're going to give a couple more people some chances and he might not even have a role. And that's come to fruition. He's on the trade block right now. And Christian Kirksey, uh, Greenard, all those guys have all kind of grown into that role. And so I, I just think I was right to mention that there were some issues going into the season. You know, some of those beat writers, they actually are kind of locked in. So I'm considering myself right about that. Sometimes they're right. They are sometimes, but those two were dead right, and oh, I yeah. mentioned it yeah. before the season. Well, I'm pretty sure that we had that conversation. I'm pretty sure Jordan said that Van Der Esch was going to get traded, and Jalen yeah, he did. Way, he, are, he, he owes a fireball bet on here, by the way. Okay, well, let's have him as a guest sometime. We need to get him on here to do that sometime. All right, are we going to wrongs? Yep, let's get this to the wrongs. This one's going to hurt a lot, so <laughs> yeah, all of waiting. our – all of our listeners have heard me talk about this guy, and we, I, I understand that this is long overdue. So I want to apologize for all my off-season transgressions against Jamar Chase. No, you heard me right, Jamar Chase. Yeah, we talked about it after the football and the white circles and stuff like that. I get it. Like I, I thought he wasn't going to be good, and Jamar Chase was the absolute right pick for the Bengals. Yeah, their O line is still pretty rough, but I think eighty-yard touchdowns outweigh you know joe burrow's life no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. but i mean the, the sacks here are going to happen joe burrow just has to be smart and you know take them and not try to scramble and do weird stuff especially after that knee injury but i just they can continue to build this in the future and the fact that they are winning the division right now after beating the ravens last week this, this jamar chase is wild i was absolutely wrong i wish i would have at least got some stock in him somewhere like he was going so low it was like sixth round it was you, I don't know. I I feel like I owe a fireball bet to this one as well. I don't, I don't know. Like, dude's a league winner. Like, people with Jamar Chase, 
as long as he stays healthy, are probably going to win leagues. For sure. I, I just want to – Not you. Really no, I just really want to. I just want to piggyback on the wrong because mine is also the Bengals. I also made the call, took the fireball bet before the season, took my fireball shot during the draft saying that they need to take Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase was not going to change the trajectory of this team. And what do you want me to do? They're the fucking best team in the AFC North. I can't do anything to, about that. To be fair, Penny Sewell is a generational talent as well. And he he's going to be a great offensive. Like Detroit, Detroit Lions like, offensive line is phenomenal, and that is going to grow that team in the future. We'll it's true, but the Bengals, only, the Bengals only needed one player, and that player was Jamar Chase, apparently. So, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's wild. It's pretty nuts, man. I'm, I'm a little sad that I traded him to you, but AJ Brown was solid. I like beat. Nah, dude. AJ Brown's going to kill it. So my wrong is Mike Davis. I was pretty high on this dude, basically saying that, hey, someone's got to run the ball in Atlanta, and it's going to be Mike Davis, and he's going to be good, and all of that came crashing down. Cordell Patterson stole the show. Um, at this point, I just wish they would bench Mike Davis. I mean, it's it's horrible. He had one point last week. That was pretty phenomenal. Four carries. And uh, Cordell Patterson also looks like he could be a league winner. I don't – I still don't buy it as being sustainable, but oh, we shall see. We I've been see. trying to offload Patterson and Dynasty. <laughs> Nobody is biting. And I'm like, well, you know, you could win you the league. Have him on your team. He's <laughs> a league winner. And then you, yeah, exactly. And, and nobody wants him. And then you have him end your career there, and he, or you have exactly. to drop him to free agency. Be the, end of, the end of it will be this year. So you're not just going to admit. You could just put your really and your, your wrong in the same one, Josh, I think. No, so my really – Am I really here? I think I think you guys are getting excited about this, and you shouldn't. Well, I the fact that you're going to defend <clears throat> this is I have to hear it. Good, good. So obviously, everyone thought my wrong might be Kyle Pitts, which he's obviously my really. And so my really is really everyone after a largely mediocre first four weeks. He has two good weeks, it's albeit key. Shut up, albeit great weeks against two of the worst defenses. In the league, and y'all want to crown him like he's the goddamn king of tight ends over here. CJ Uzama, <laughs> Dawson Knox, Mike Gusecki's. What do these players have in common? You didn't draft them in the fourth round, or probably even dropped them at all. So you have these people who are literally just as good, if not more consistent, because you've gotten two good weeks out of Kyle Pitts, which you probably won those games, I would say. But they have been just as impressive, if not more impressive this year. So I never said Kyle Pitts was going to be bad. Once oh again, my god! I okay. never did. I mean, I I don't think I did, but I, I if I did, sure, whatever. But I did say that there he was not going to be the tight end one, or he's going to be worth that fourth round, that fourth pick that you got. Like I, you could have grabbed Cooper Cup right there, and you could have been in better shape. Oh right my there. god! I'm just saying. I mean, you could have. What? So, now this is what you could have. Dra- you could have drafted. Uh... Fucking what's his name from San Francisco to, to Kittle, and you would have been even more screwed. To be fair, I wasn't on Kittle as high, but anyway. Hawkinson. Hawkinson or... is actually uh, one point below Kyle Pitts right now. So Dude, one, of, okay. one of them is going up, one of them is going down. All right. In a year, when you guys don't even let game... me finish. You guys no, no. don't even let me finish. Because I wasn't even you're done. wrong. Damn right. really, In a I... year where three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown is like awesome for a fucking tight end. You're really going to hate on this dude going not over 100 yards, but massively over 100 yards in two right. games. 160 Number one, in one two, game. Weeks a, two weeks ago, 
Ridley was not there. There was nothing on that team. Like, obviously, he was going to do good. I'm not going to be Jordan and do a weird face live, live stream on Twitter and say, Kyle Pitts isn't going to have a good week because he was going to have a good week. We all knew he was going to have a good week. Last week, played a terrible team again. Like, he's going to have good weeks against terrible teams. I never said he wasn't good. I just said he's not worth the fourth-round pick. And I think you'll see that in these next four matchups. They're going to temper some expectations. I assume that none of these are going to be 100-yard games. I assume that he's going to have... Maybe he has. I mean, his touchdowns aren't looking that good. Yeah, he had oh 180 yards God. last week. I'm just saying, Kyle Pitts is not it. Not this year. Next year, maybe. You, sir, this one is, of a kind. This is so wild. He's literally like broken the record for a rookie tight end through the first seven games. And you're still there out here always, saying there are it. always records like that. Oh, the first 17. It's never okay. It hasn't of, happened well, since well, Mike well. Ditka. Mike Ditka held the record until Kyle Pitts just broke it. I'm just saying. Mike Dicka was pretty good. <laughs> Are you saying Mike Dicka is not good, Josh? Never said that either. <laughs> I'm going to say our friendship might be let's teetering see, let's, there. Let's see what he does ne- to these next four games. These next four games don't look good for him. So okay, I want to we'll, see him get 180 against we'll, a good team before I start we'll, crowding him. The best oh, my God. So he has to get 180 versus a good team. And that's no, I want to see like, him. Well, do when's the last time a tight end got 180 when, yards? When's exactly. the last time he did something good ago? against a good team? Never. God, his his trajectory is literally going this way because guess what? You know what the Atlanta Falcons have finally figured out? If you line him as up as a wide receiver, you can use him as a wide receiver. It's shocking. It's mind-boggling that you can do that, but they've been doing that, and it's been working. Same with Mike Gesicki, by the way, who's played two snaps, uh, two targets from the tight end role. He has only lined up at wide receiver, and he's been eating from the wide receiver position. It, it's Kyle just, Pitts. They finally figured played, out how to use him. He plays. He's played twenty-seven percent of his snaps as a tight end. He's played forty-three percent out of the slot and thirty percent lined up out wide. So he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Exactly. Which, by that's, the way, that's this a great is game all, for a wide receiver. Honestly, so. this this uh, off season, I think people are really going to be pitching the uh, just get rid of wide receiver and tight ends and just make them all wide receivers. I really think that's going to get pitched. Panthers, Saints, Cowboys, Patriots. Good luck. Okay, we'll see what we'll see what he can do. His trajectory, like I said, going up. His trajectory is going to go back down and Pitts, back to normal. Pitts on one side, Ridley on the other. That's me and Joe are literally you saying remember, that's how you, they should use back, him before the season. Do you remember back in the day, whenever you were like, "Oh man, you start this running back because he's playing the Jets." Like that's what this was. <clears throat> he played shitty teams. He did good. Oh my God. Uh, this is this is gonna be good. For All right, what are you guys' wrong? What are you guys' reallys? What do you guys have for this? All right, I'll go. I'll go to my really next. Uh, really, Pat Mahomes. What the fuck is going on, my guy? What See, are we this... doing here? Yeah. No, I mean, really, like, what? Like, why are we doing this inconsistent stuff? I'm not saying not to play. I'm not saying no, to drop I'm saying, him. I'm saying low hanging fruit. This is your really. I, I, I'm telling you real shit right here about Kyle. You know, continue. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll mute myself. Get off the soapbox for a second. I was about to say, first of all, your Kyle Pissing is insane after he goes for 160 yards. You're defending that he's still garbage and shouldn't. Insane in the membrane. That is nuts. I'm literally saying, Pat Mahomes, what the hell is going on? What is wrong? You played Tennessee, who had a garbage secondary. They're all hurt. They were all backups. Three points, Joe. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, uh, are you okay? Like, is the separation not there? Or like, who, what is going on? I think we need to have like an exorcism in KC to get whatever's wrong with him. There has out. to be an exorcism. 
But there, there's something wrong. Like I don't know think- what it is yet. Patrick Mahomes has not looked healthy like the last three games. I know last week was a crowning blow, taking a knee to the head, but <laughs> yeah. something's been off there. He's not moving as good as he usually did. Kelsey clearly is not 100% after taking that stinger or massive blow to the head, which is clearly a concussion, but he's not back. And then Tyree Kill is explosive, but when you hurt your quadriceps, he's not getting off the line nearly as quick well, as he we, normally does. Can so. we admit that just having Kelsey and, and Hill might not be the best course of action? Like, can, no, can we finally admit it out loud? Can KC finally Not at all, see but that? the problem with KC is they're not getting those improv plays because everyone's hurt. I mean, if Mahomes is going to scramble down and sidearm one to Hill, who's 30 yards wide open down the field, that doesn't happen when they're hurt. And so it's just a matter of them not being – not being good. Okay, yeah. so my thing about KC is everyone is so worried about Patrick Mahomes because he's the you know next coming of Christ as quarterbacks, which he he is phenomenal. You know, I think everybody can agree on that. They're allowed to have off seasons, off games, like you know what I mean. Like the the Patriots lose to the well back when he, Brady was it's even not, there. No, no, no. Talk about the Patriots okay. would lose to the Jets or the Dolphins randomly when they were and it was Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady should do that. They should you know they should always win. They're they're the best team. It's they got the best quarterback. Mahomes is going to be fine. This is a weird learning situation for them. Their defense is terrible. This is what happens when you don't add anything. You no, rebuild that, an offensive line. That's no, I problem. get it. I get it. But they're still they're still Tyree Kill. They're still Kelsey. They're still Mahomes. They're still got a chance. Well, if one of them, I'm not saying they don't have a chance. They just have like I don't know what the issue is. Like you built this team around Mahomes being able to be Mahomes. If Mahomes isn't Mahomes, we're looking at a dog shit team. Honestly, nah, like, they'll still make they'll still make the playoffs. They'll still win ten games. They'll still. Probably I'm just saying they the have AFC a hole to climb out of. Like, El- like Chargers, way better than them. Like, they're going to get blown the out. Chargers just the Chargers just got fucking wrecked. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, they just got shit Baltimore on by Baltimore. Could, Baltimore could beat KC, too. They've already done it this season. I'm just saying. I, I just... You're saying Chargers are way better than them. They just they, got Chargers are Baltimore. way better than the Chiefs. The right Chiefs now. at least put a game up against Baltimore. Herbert couldn't get out off of the freaking okay. Ten yard well, line. I, I get your one game sample size situation, but I'm saying that the Chargers are way better than the Chiefs right now. That's Can we just factual. give Tennessee some credit there? Yes, they T- played Tennessee's a really good game good too. Yeah. They did. They they figured out a way to beat. I, honestly, he's really smart as well. Um, what's his name? Uh, guy who used to be on the Vrabel. Tannehill? Oh. No, Vrabel. Vrabel's a smart guy. He's he's a good coach and that team is not that good. And I'll get into that in my game preview, but well, I uh the Casey's defense is clear the clear liability on the team. Oh, clearly. for sure. Oh, yeah. Clearly. But I'm saying but Vrabel you, got a defensive package that could stop Mahomes is what he did. Yeah, they, but they he shouldn't have the, the defense like the personnel is not what you need to beat Mahomes. Mahomes hmm. should have cooked them Agreed. like a Thanksgiving dinner and he didn't. So the problem is the rebuilt line seems great for running the ball, but they don't have a running back. Yeah, they don't and have then, a running back. I mean, they're not pass blocking the way they need to. I mean, Mahomes has time, but he doesn't have time like other great quarterbacks have in their pocket. I mean, fuck, look at Jameis before Pete got hurt. Or, yeah, uh, Pete got hurt. Friggin', he had all the time in the world to make any throw he wanted to in the, behind that line. Mahomes doesn't have that or luxury. Yeah. All right, Joe. Good to you, really. All right. So I knew something was fishy when someone who I said doesn't belong in the NFL turned out to be playing at an all-pro level. (laughs) So upon doing some research, I found out that it's a contract year for Mike Williams. 
and that he's just been a massive fucking jackass for four fucking years, and now he's going to get paid, and some team's going to bite into this shit, and he's going to go back to absolutely being a piece of shit. So don't pay. If anyone, any NFL people are listening, don't pay Mike Williams. Man, we were taking some weird shots tonight. I'm honestly on Joe's side on this. Like when, when he said it was a contract year, everything was like, oh, but like the now offensive coordinator to... came out before the season and said, hey, we're going to use him like Michael Thomas. And we all just like laughed. That's not and even then, how Michael Thomas is used. That's not how Michael Thomas is used at all. But this they're targeting catches him the for 165 amount. yards and stuff. It's not that's not what Michael Thomas did. Michael Thomas had 14 catches for 160 yards. I'm saying, but the usage wise is what they're doing. You know, they're using him a lot. It's a trap, Billy. I, I hear I, you. I actually, I would love if to. You're make in a, a dynasty league. Sell that motherfucker. Do you yeah, think I Herbert agree. cares about his contract? Why would he? Herbert's no, but not it's, paying it's, him. It's, yeah, it's, that's not the point. Mike Williams is acting better. Mike now. Williams like just all of a sudden. No so you, all, you all are no, no, literally no. suggesting that he's playing better because he's in for a contract. But yes, he's going Mike for Williams has never shown any any sliver of separation from a defensive back. He just jogs down the field. Every touchdown he ever had was him just falling into the end zone and miraculously catching it. He didn't try. Now all of a sudden he's beating defenders. He's doing all these moves at the line of scrimmage. He looks like fucking Devontae Adams. Out he should there. have played the conspiracy corner music Dude, before his, this. His, throw no, it on there. No, no, no. We get in trouble. We, they, they'd copyright. Oh, yeah, but yeah. We anyway, can't real here. quick, real quick. Mike Williams in 2019, his best season ever, a thousand yards. He's on pace right now for, I don't know the math, but more than a thousand yards. Like it, it's not that th- this is four years of him and him playing the majority of games in all of these. And he all of a sudden is just miraculously better and I can just catch the ball and I'm just good. And I yet, just don't know why he would do that. It makes no sense because he wants money. He wants well, he millions re- of dollars. He could have got a contract extension earlier. Nope. If he'd played Joe Lombardi, better. right? That, or is it is it Brady? Who's their offensive coordinator now? Mm. Either way, there's I, think one, little, I think it's Lombardi. I do too. But one guy going there is not going to change the way this dude hustles. He's actually running. He's beating defenders. He looks like an absolute stud out there, and we've never seen that. Even with you want to blame Philip Rivers for it, that's fine. But he wasn't getting open for Philip Rivers. Now all of a sudden, he's wide the fuck open out there. It's not scheming. It's, it's hustle. So wild. This is just so wild. I'm on Joe's side here. Fine, I. I can't. I can't. I admitted I was wrong about this fucking guy, and then I find out he's in a fucking contract here. It's fucking bullshit, man. That's dude. That's that's some shit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. Just wait till. Honestly, I would love to bet on his stats next year, like just to see what it is. I guarantee it's under a thousand. I mean, he might be bad again, but I'm just saying this year that doesn't. I I don't. Yeah, it's weird that scenario doesn't make sense. He's going to do is he's going to waste that contract. It's going to be like an Alshon Jeffrey type contract where he's just making millions of dollars to sit on the bench, basically. I just don't know why anybody would do that. But uh, man, money. Okay, I'm sure. at my money. job, I get I get a review on my job at the end of the year, right? So everyone has yeah. a recency bias. So you work a little bit harder at the end of the year and you get good <laughs> reviews. He's doing the same thing, but get about to make millions and millions of fucking dollars. <laughs> it's if, just... if anyone from Club Champion listens to this, I work hard <laughs> all year. No matter what, so he's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I don't agree, but fine. I I'll we'll go down the rabbit hole with you on that. Um, okay, well that's the end of right wrong. Really, very interesting reallys this week. I hope we can keep that up. 
Um, all right, well, let's go on to the watch. Josh. All right. Once again, the watch is designed for those players sitting on your uh, waiver wire that nobody picked up after, you know, the week and the waivers actually went through. So hopefully this will help you. Um, I'm also not repeating people. So if you want to hear other people I've talked about, go back. I mean, they're probably still, <laughs> some of them are probably still there. Anyway, my man, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tua uh, is honestly a great bi-week fill-in. The last two weeks have looked phenomenal. Um, so I, I'm not thinking this week, but the week after and the week in between and after, something like that. Go look at his schedule. You'll see why I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, only owned in 42% of leagues. Might be picked up a little bit more. This was uh, before the waiver wires went through. Uh, Danny Dimes uh, playing quite possibly the worst defense in KC this week. Um I'm a little worried about who's going to start there because everyone came back questionable today. Uh, today's Wednesday for those of you listening for us. Um, so, but honestly, I think he might be able to give you that Monday night miracle that you need, especially if you've got a bi-week quarterback or you got an injury or you just don't feel comfortable starting someone. Um, but only under 29% of leagues, probably a little bit more now after uh, he's running again. So I'm really excited about that. So uh, on the running backs, Brandon Bolden, uh, freaking excited about this guy. New James White over here. Um, they were, they were using him as the pass catching back when they were up by like 20 points. So imagine what they're going to do when they actually play uh, tough defenses, <clears> which <throat> is kind of what they got going on the next couple of weeks. So look at him, at least pick him up. He was only owned at 5% of leagues, but I'm sure that's probably a little bit more now. Um, this one's kind of not really a surprise, but Dearness Johnson, um, owned at 70% of leagues before the waivers cleared, but with Chubb slated to come back, I'd keep an eye on the waivers. Someone might drop him. Uh, they're saying as of right now, Chubb's playing, but you never know. I mean, it's Wednesday. So uh, if someone dropped Dearness, I'm, I'm imagining those numbers are going to go down a lot closer to like Saturday and Sunday. Um, I think he might be a great flex play in a pinch at this point because Hunt's not there. So I think he's still going to have at least a little bit of a role. I'm not excited about starting him unless Chubb's out, but uh, just, just keep an eye on that because some, some idiot probably dropped him. Um, on to wide, wide receiver, Mr. Gabriel Davis uh, is uh, coming back here and with Knox out for at least this week, I think he might have a chance to kind of, you know, file in there and get some targets there. Uh, Josh Allen has kind of not liked digs for some reason this year. And Gabriel Davis has had a couple decent games, but they have a really easy schedule coming up. And Davis as the third wide receiver could have a good game or two. I don't think you're worried about the backup tight end coming in and stealing stuff. So, uh, and then Khalif Raymond was only owned in 6% of leagues still before waivers. I'm surprised. But four good games in the last five, uh, better than some stars, other stars at this point. So he's getting the work, and he deserves at least a roster slot. Um, I'm not really starting him this week because Darius Slay. Uh, but you can mess him up. And start him. You never know what happened. The Eagles suck. Uh, Rashad Bateman, give him a chance. This is your last chance. Uh, 19%. They're on a bye right now, so hopefully no one's even thinking about him. Uh, and most leagues I'm in, he's, he's carried, but it's 19% of leagues. I'm like, who, where are these leagues at that don't pick up Bateman? But he also has a great fantasy playoff schedule, so may come to full form by then. Uh, he was always supposed to be great, and honestly, Marquise Brown, other than a big catch here and there, hasn't looked great, and Sammy Watkins is old. Um, and then on to tight ends, my man Mo Alley-Cox is a bit touchdown dependent, but at the moment he is getting them. So four touchdowns in his last four games uh, and four in a row, tight end one-ish weeks. I can't say tight end one fully because there was a couple tens in there, but still, I mean, you get 10, 10 points out of a backup tight end. It's pretty good. And then our boy, been all over him since the beginning. Welcome at. It's taken longer than everyone would have hoped. He's owned in 19% of leagues, but back to back six target games. 
And I, I'm thinking that's or that's more than Robinson in two straight games and almost as much as Mooney. So he's getting the targets. <clears throat> Fields is going to get more safe as he goes on, and he's going to have to throw the ball in these coming weeks. It's not going to be a, hey, I can just run the ball the whole game. So he's trying to make something happen, and I imagine he's going to depend on that safe bet a little bit more often than not. So pick him up, stash him as your tight end too, especially if you have a tight end who has a bye week like week 12 or something. Um, Cole Komet might come into form here soon. These are just some people you can look at. Did you mention JJ Taylor or did you? I didn't. I mentioned Bolden because I feel like he's I don't, a I don't know bag. about it. was just fishy that they used him at the goal line. Um, so the thing is, is Damian Harris is healthy. Ramondre Stevenson is just being benched for some reason. I don't know. Is he, isn't he healthy? I don't really know. And then JJ Taylor. I'm staying away from Stevenson and Taylor. I like JJ Taylor in Dynasty. <clears throat> I actually have him or had him. I don't even know if I still do. Um, but yeah, he's. If Damian Harris went down, I think that's your boy right there. But okay. I don't think he's valid to start. As of right now, I'd start Bolden this week. Like if I was in a pinch, like if I had Bolden last week and I would have known that that was the case, I would have started him over some of the shit that I started last week. I'm starting Bolden in three teams this week. Nice. Good. It'd be fun. I don't have any shares of him, but I have actually my teams came back to form after last week. It's like all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, you still have a team. Don't remember. Okay. Uh, Fucking Brandon Bolden, dude. Yeah. Also, just feel like it should be mentioned, Nico Collins. So if Brandon Cooks does get traded this week, still a big if. Nico Collins could be in line to be the next guy there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I what? just, I, I'm, I'll put Iron's him on. Got to throw to somebody. You got, you got time for that one. That's not going to be an immediate pickup. I don't think. I don't think people well, are if Cooks gets traded this I'm week. I'm saying even if Cooks gets traded, nobody's going to be like, I'm picking up Nico Collins next week and dropping, you know, Sterling Shepard for him. Well, probably not. But yeah. I need to know. Isn't this the watch? Aren't we supposed to just watch these people? Yeah, but my, my watch is more of a this might be a week away kind of guy than a, hey, six weeks from now. <laughs> last, if someone okay, gets last traded two games, and, six targets, five targets. Targets, you, you know. I just – I just don't want anyone on Houston, I guess. I just don't even look okay. at that team. Hey, fair enough. That but, and that was with Mills, not even Tyra. I guess hypothetically, Lindsey and uh, David Johnson should be on that list too because they're most likely in free agency unless people yeah. swooped them. Because I, I actually saw whenever that news came out, I went I to see if anyone David Johnson. I went to see if anyone did anything in any of my leagues, and they were all still sitting there, and I was just like, yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of the watch, I watched Mo Alley Cox not do a damn thing. On my fucking bench for like three years. <laughs> and I drop him. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Mo Alley Cox is a thing. It's the weirdest stand. When I needed a tight end, you weren't there for me, Mo. I'm a little upset with you. You really needed some Mo Alley Now Cox he's doing time. it on my bench. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad. That's the bench, uh, man. We could, all right, Joe. Get us we can make that happen for you, Bill. Some daily fantasy. All right, possums. Welcome to the Daily Dive. I'm Joe. I'm going to walk you through this. So my start of the week this week is A.J. Brown versus Indy. I think that this game has sneaky shootout potential. It is a divisional game, but I think A.J. Brown matches up really well on those corners, and he's back. I mean, he's completely back, and you're getting him for $6,900. That is what we call a steal. So he's my start of the week. Make sure you get him in your lineups. Some of the guys I like at quarterback this week is Kirk Cousins at Dallas for $6,500. I think Dallas scores at will against Minnesota, and Kirk Cousins is left scrambling, trying to keep it up. This is going to be a huge shootout game for me. I'm stacking this one everywhere. My next one is Danny Dimes at KC. Um, 
you have to assume Mahomes gets it figured out against the Giants defense this week. So I like Danny Dimes against Casey's shitty defense. He's at 5,600. And if you're trying to save some money for some stud players, it's a good way to go. My favorite quarterback for the week, though, is Josh Allen at Miami, 8,100. So they played Miami earlier in the season, beat them 35 to nothing. They didn't really do a whole lot offensively, but Josh Allen carried the whole load. I expect it to be a little bit more competitive, but uh, they're coming back to the home crowd this week. So I think Josh Allen's going to put on a show. So he's a good start at 8,100. At running back, Ezekiel Elliott at Minnesota, 7,300. I would pay up for him. Like I said, I think Minnesota's going to be playing catch up this whole game. So I think Elliott runs all over them. We're always going to start DeAndre Swift. He is playing Philly this week, and Philly's linebackers suck. So 7100 there. They finally have him priced accordingly, which kind of sucks because you were getting him like 6000 all year. So that was awesome. Um, next up, we have Michael Carter versus Cincy. So Cincinnati is going to absolutely kill the Jets. Mickey Blanco is going to be trying to play catch up here, and he's going to be hitting Michael Carter on the dump offs. I think he could catch seven, eight balls this week. Really good in the DraftKings environment. And 4,900 is not going to break the bank for you. We got Nick Chubb versus Pittsburgh. He's back. He's got it to himself. I don't think Dearness Johnson plays a big role here. There is a chance that they ease him back in. But I think they hand it right to Nick Chubb. And he's at 6,800 versus a defense that is all right, but they're nothing too scary. Um, for Thursday night. A.J. Dillon's one of my favorite starts at 4200 to save some money. That's definitely more of a GPP play, but you could definitely make some money doing that. And then we have Aaron Jones at 6900 uh, If you're playing a Thursday night cash game, he is a very safe bet. I think the offense flows through him. I just added Brandon Bolden after Josh talked about him. He is 4500 versus the Chargers defense, and the Chargers suck defensively. So Brandon Bolden's going to catch a lot of passes as New England – Plays catch up, but they I think they'll play to the Chargers level, so should be a good game there. Well, you can run all over the Chargers right now, too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's gonna be a better game than most people think it's gonna be there. Um as I said, wide receivers, AJ Brown, sixty nine hundred versus Indy, play him. Calvin Ridley, I have a hope, I have a prayer, I have a feeling that this is the week versus Carolina. Historically, he has torn this team up and he is only sixty six hundred, so Watch out, Kyle Pitts. There's a new guy in town. Uh, Randall Cobb, another value play on Thursday night. 3,500 versus Arizona. Rodgers has to throw it to somebody, so get him in your lineup. And what I've been trying to do is get Cousins and Jefferson and Zeke in a lot of lineups here. So Justin Jefferson is 8,200. You are paying up for him, but he's a really good play for me against Dallas. Um, at tight ends, we have Hunter Henry, 4,200 versus the Chargers. Again, Chargers defense sucks, so Hunter Henry should be pretty good. Kyle Pitts versus Carolina at 6,300. I have several lineups with Ridley and Pitts with DJ Moore coming back. I think that's going to be more of a grungy game, not super high scoring, but the offense should flow through those guys. And then Josh's favorite, Zach Ertz versus Green Bay at 4,400 for another Thursday night special. Um, my 50-50 lineup for this week, it's a little risky, but I like it. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Zeke. Michael Carter, A.J. Brown, Randall Cobb, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Pitts. Here's the sneaky one I'm throwing in there, Philip Lindsay. Mark Ingram just got traded. He is uber cheap. Put him in your lineup. You can save a lot of money there, but it is risky. And then I have Detroit's defense against Philly. They're $2,200, and Philly's not going to score that many points against them, so get Damn. them in your lineup. 
Damn. <laughs> thought you'd like that one. I don't actually <laughs> at all. The problem is actually the Eagles offense will probably do good. I don't know. We'll get into that in game previews, but you yeah. never know. Yeah. I like the chance. It's risky there because you got that chance that the Eagles just suck and do stupid yeah. shit. It's definitely risky, but at 2,200, man, I was able to get a lot in my lineup there. So Yeah, the problem I'll is the, the Eagles chance. do score points. We just do it in the fourth quarter when it's too late. Yeah, you also like fumble the ball and do stupid shit in the end zone so you get touchdowns called back. And all right, man. All that's, that. cool. So that's cool. That's cool. It's pretty Thanks. fun. Thanks for that. Yeah. Joe's one-minute recap of the Eagles Jeez. season. <laughs> I appreciate that. I need it. <laughs> let's just have – let's do each other's teams one day, one week. Yeah, we all should right. do that. I like it. Um, okay. Well, that's the end of part one. We're here at the end. Uh, follow at Josh, at Josh Hall STL on Twitter. Me, at Ombre Vendor, and then at OP Economist for Joe. Uh, follow at the IDP Army as well. Follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Come say hi. Come cuss us out. Come DM us weird images. I don't care. We'll, we'll take any kind of interaction. Uh, we don't want dick pics. <laughs> well, whatever happens, happens. So <laughs> Billy wants send dick Billy dick pics. Joe, get us out of here. All right, guys. Uh, have a phenomenal Halloween, and we hope you stick with us for part two. Um, but we will see you next week. Thank you. I'm here for the fans.